just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Justin here with Meals, and uh, we're we're back in the, for for another week of we're back. Uh, of a pro wrestling talk and foolishness. Say the Alpha Sport, <laughs> yeah, the Alpha Sport. We're we're listening. To, we're just talking about RSBN and how freaking great that show is. Um, if you haven't listened to it, check it out on RSB. Uh, not RSB on RNC Radio. Um, shout out to Mark and Jeff also. Hilarious episode this week. Please go listen to it. Please do. Please do. Um, Especially if you're like watching. Uh, I mean, th- to be fair, if you're listening to this podcast, you like watching grown men fight on that podcast. They also, you know, analyze two other very large men uh, fighting all over the basketball court. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Make sure you tune into that. It was. A, it's a great time. It's a great listen. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, man, we're, we're we're still here. You know, we're we're the wokes have not killed us yet. Yeah, shout out to everyone who listened last week. By the way, I think that episode last week, I've gotten legitimately the most messages, DMs, tweets, anything out of any prior episode. Even like I don't know, I would say maybe even close to like episode one hundred because that's just a milestone in itself. But I think mm-hmm. everyone who kind of, you know reached out to me and just like posted about it kind of found like a new perspective to kind of look this through and a yeah. new lens to look this through um and kind of applauded the way we sort of handled this entire that entire entire jordan miles situation and yeah. you know you know i, I want to i appreciate everybody who uh contacted me and listened and all the other stuff like that same here you know it was uh incredibly great to be able to tell our tell our side of this and and have that side you know have have a couple people even come to me and say you know i wasn't even really thinking about it that way and you know i I made a snap judgment and i made a snap decision really and you know look at it this week look at where it is this week it's been completely buried yeah it's completely buried i mean he's still threatening to (laughs) if, if if the wwe doesn't contact me by this on monday and i was like really on monday like the beginning of the all right you saw what it was I, I'm very clear. <laughs> we does this. I does this. Uh, yeah. Everybody kind of knows where it's at, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, he's a kind of compared to the things that have gone on in the business. I mean, once again, we thought last week was crazy. Another major crazy week, especially from yeah. the new cycle of professional wrestling um, that followed up. So, yeah, it's quite easy to get, you know, kind of get buried, you know, on the back. But, you know, guess what? The, the the sport goes on and the news goes on and everything goes on. The world goes on. Yeah, when and we'll see what happens to Jordan Miles. I, I don't think that it's anything good. Um I don't see him returning anytime soon to no. television on WWE or at least NXT. 
Uh, I mean, Mills, you mentioned a crazy week. I mean, we have multiple crazy things that have happened. Let's just go right into Crown Jewel. Uh, Crown Jewel, I thought was a solid show. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. And as, as that motorcycle passes in the background, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not treat the show as an actual show. I don't know. There's something about it. I will watch yeah. it. It's because maybe it's because it aired at 1 p.m. on a Thursday in the middle of my workday. Um, maybe because there was this massive tag team turmoil match that kind of like incredibly slowed down the entire show for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's had these two <laughs> uh, profile matches, but I don't know. I really didn't. As much as you, they treating this now like a pay-per-view, it's kind mm-hmm. of like it's still... Well, it was a high class house show that had two matches that really did determine things that would happen after the show ended. Sure. Um, I did not like the main event. Um, I'm glad that they're going away from it. I was a little obviously trolling <laughs> on Twitter about being upset about Bray Wyatt winning. But my frustration with that choice is the fact that, as we talked about, um, you who's gonna beat this guy now he no sold an explosion in saudi arabia which is like you know like how do we beat the, the fiend at this point and I, and I don't like that something hokey obviously you know something incredibly hokey we're gonna find out that he is he's like the green lantern and yellow light is the one that's like oh my god that saps away his powers something something hokey he was supposed to be on miss tv last week we obviously found out that didn't happen um that could have possibly led to a few more things but guess what he'll actually be um on backstage he's gonna, yeah which, is that airing right now actually it's, it airs in about an hour so uh okay if all if all goes well it'll probably uh it'll probably be about to air as we're ending this show so. yeah so it is what it is we'll have no idea what happens on backstage once you hear the show um however he is debuting a new uh new universal title it seems like so um that should be interesting. All of that should be interesting. But Crown Jewel itself, I think, I don't know. I didn't really take away any sort of major matches from this or at least anything that I would call like a match of the year candidate or no. anything in particular. Like you said, there were like two major things that kind of will follow through in the future. And I think, uh, well, one of them for me, at least, was that. <laughs> The, the the Brock Lesnar Kane Velasquez match that was just like seven stars. What? Yeah, seven star. I loved it. Seven star. All right. So we find out we find out this Kane. You know, I don't say this Kane Velasquez guy because you he's know, got a knee injury. So he's a whole knee injury. <laughs> Man, just damaged goods as soon as he's brought in. <laughs> I could tell though because he was he's not in shape, right? Like he, he I kept saying. I just thought that was his UFC body. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, when you have a knee injury, and you could probably speak to this more than me, like you can't really work out, you can't lift at all. I mean, you can. I mean, you can do a lot of upper body stuff, lower body stuff. You can't do, but I guess it just restricts movement as well. I think he can't do cardio. He can't do any sort of a major thing that involves running or any of the fact for a prolonged period of time. But he's just. I mean, they're promoting this match for an entire month. There's a whole press conference and everything. There's a there's backstage segments, et cetera, et cetera. And then we find out that he's got a bum knee and he actually needs surgery. <laughs> so this match lasts all of two minutes and ten seconds. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it ended well. 
it ended as good as it was going to get. I mean, it didn't seem like he was going to take the F5. Yeah. <laughs> with, <that injury. laughs> with the knee, like it hurt. But. So Brock uh, hit him with the key lock. Very vintage Brock right there. And he won the match and he tapped him out. I thought, you know what? Being tapped out in your first match is probably the worst L that you can take, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, it's but they had to do it. And, and for him to take it, you know, that lets us know two things. They're not going to do some really wild, undefeated streak gimmick with Kane. And that he is willing to take the the L when it when it calls for it, and I and I think that that's what means that's what means the most to me. Uh, it seems I don't know. It seems weird that he took an L in his first match. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, don't buy yeah. It. I think let's, you could let's just kill the. I mean, let's kill the. Let's kill the. Not kill the mystique. I think the mystique is still there. They can build him back, but let's not do a. For one, let's not give him the title. Oh yeah, uh, let's not. No, we're and, not doing and, that. And two, let's let's show people that. Um, they're 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 one and one from UFC to WWE. That's the other story. This is true. And to, and and again, you know, you want to you want to if you want to show the boys like you know that you're willing to play ball and that you're not like Brock, you you do this and and you go out there and you perform even when you're injured. I mean, he's in, he was injured, you know, and he was still willing to take the take the tap out. And I thought that meant a lot. Take in the my trip too. <laughs> that's the that's the bag though. That's the bag talking. Oh well, well that's true. Um, but you know what's funny? That's not even the big. They don't. Even, no one's even talking about that. You know the the big story from Crown Jewel. You know what? No one's even talking about the Fiend winning the Universal Title. No one was talking about it until literally he was announced um, to be on backstage. The big story was the WWE talent who were quote unquote stranded, stranded <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. So many conflicting stories. I don't even know if we have the time to go over how many stories there were. They were they were being held at gunpoint. It was a deal gone bad. Vince left them in the lurch and then took off. A whole bunch of stuff going on with this story that happened that they came out uh, after Saturday. All right. So this entire ordeal, um, I want to say first of all, wow, the Lakers are really like mopping the floor at the Chicago Bulls as of right now. <laughs> but I want to say just in general, first of all, I'm glad that all the talent is back and all the talent is safe and all this other stuff like that. Um, not to know if their lives are threatened in any way, but in those sort of situations where you're multiple hours, multiple thousands of miles away from home and you have things to do, you still have a schedule to upkeep. Like this is their personal time at this point. Like you're now you're infringing upon them and they're kind of, it's like in a situation where you're stuck at work or something like that. Like no one wants that. Um, So I'm glad they're back, but yes, all the news, all of the sort of uh, the narratives that have taken shape and have gone on to have life of their own post this sort of situation of people, the Saudi prince came in and he, he wasn't, he didn't pay for the show. Yeah, deal gone bad. There people were people talking about there's 60 million dollars missing from this earnings report. I was like, dog, it's wrestling. Who cares? Bro? I feel like people wanted to, and not this, you know, I feel like people at least wanted to create a narrative because there's always been this sort of a negative connotation around the Saudi deal. And we have agreed with it from time to time. I mean, I think it was a couple shows ago that we decided we're not gonna even watch the show. I mean, it was a terrible show nonetheless. But we decided not to watch the show just based of of everything that was going on, I guess, socially and like politically over on that side. Um, but I feel like they've uh, they've wanted to continue this sort of trend of managing to keep uh, this this narrative going that if it, everything WWE in Saudi Arabia, everything that goes wrong, everything about this is wrong in every particular way, and nothing is morally right, and nothing is morally. Uh, 
you know, nothing, there's just nothing moral about this. People of talent are getting paid less for this show. Um, they're not being, you know, it, it, people it's aren't crazy. happy. People want to quit the WWE. People yeah, aren't. They're never interested. going back. <laughs> yeah. They're never going back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what, well, what are your general thoughts about this, at least from the way how it's being presented by the wrestling media at this point? Comple- completely irresponsible reporting, once again. Well, how, how many times can I say this? You know, if CNN's not talking about this, you think I'm believing Dave Meltzer over, you know, someone with, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, this shit sounded like some Mission Impossible Jason Bourne identity type shit that was going on over there. And, and you know... There are people that came out, like AJ came out, Natalia came out and said something about people like, y'all think y'all really gonna believe what they talking about? This it's all like, like tinfoil hats was on, like it's all a ruse. I'm like, listen, man. Of course think, they're gonna say that. Of course. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you think how much how much you think Vince got to lose if this wasn't true? Right. Or if this was true. I'm sorry, if this was true. How much you think he got to lose? You know what I'm saying? Like, like listen, I think it's, it's, it says even more. That of course, I'm not going to think there were a lot of talents in the WWE that were expressing how upset they were that they weren't home. Ali being one of them. Yeah, I'd rather be home, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, it, it was it was a lot of people that were expressing their 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 frustration. But when you talk about this thing, you talk about it was a it was a bad money deal. There was there was there was, you know, a charter that would that didn't take off that, you you know, you can find paper trail for stuff like that. It's not like. What do you mean talking about Vince left them? I'm like, yo, it's obvious that Vince had a separate plane that didn't have mechanical issues. Right. It's obvious that Brock and Paul and Tyson Fury, they took off too. They're, they're attractions for the show. Like, I was, you know, once again, I said, I don't even think I commented on, my, on it much, but I was like, let me, let me hang back and see what, what, what comes out of this and not make a knee-jerk reaction. And that's the problem every single time, Meals. It's knee-jerk reactions that shape this. And then when... WWE comes out and says, oh, you know what? We're going to add another event. We're going to go through 2028 or 2027 with this on Monday. (laughs) Then it's like, whoa, okay. Well, if they were going to pull out the deal, which was reported, that they wouldn't make that decision. It's just irresponsible reporting. Who's talking? You're talking to some backroom source that you can't even name and not someone from a state department, anyone from the U.S., anyone from the, from the, the, the ministry of the fit, like anything. Right. I mean, yes, these are things that you can sort of confirm. These aren't things that necessarily like these. These aren't completely out of blue. And if you take any sort of pride in the journalism that you do, or at least the reporting that you do and sort of presenting to the fans, especially if it's like behind a paywall that you're making people pay for this, you know, this uh, this exclusive news or the newsletter or radio or whatever service that you got going on podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. If you're making people pay for this and you're coming out with inaccurate things, quite honestly, I would want my money back. Yeah, <laughs> Especially if, yeah, I mean, I'm you boycott them if you want. I really don't care if you do, but like I was at this point, there's been multiple occasions where thing, you know, wrong things have been pointed out. I mean, even it's been disputed and it's been, you know, refuted and all this other things like that, and people still continue to do it. I mean, luckily the Russell Observer Radio. I mean, I wouldn't say luckily, but they managed. They still had to like essentially. Uh, make a public apology that they were completely wrong about the situation, but think how, think how it could have been all avoided. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I I just think it's just like, 
you know, going to the sources, and I don't know if they have a proper sources in the WWE. I mean, they sure do have a proper, I guess, a source in the WWE, but someone that they can speak to about the situation. I mean, beyond Dave Meltzer, honestly, being honestly just too just being wrong a lot of the times he still has some sort of notoriety about him and i don't even think it's that far-fetched of a deal for him to contact people and just be like hey um we like a word on sort of this report or maybe he just has too much of a bad reputation at this point between all parties and wwe and they don't really want to deal with him or offer any news to him but they sure did to you know the fightful select people look no further than what came out literally today with Meltzer reporting something that he saw on on Reddit of someone saying that there was a meeting on Monday with uh with Vince and the team. It was a production meeting, a talent meeting, and Seth Rollins stepped in and and gave some words as a locker room leader. Rah, said, rah baby! Like some rah rah speech where that came off as awkward and no one took him seriously. Seth Rollins calls him a liar, which which means everyone pounces on Seth for literally coming out and saying you're this did not happen. Fightful and shout out to Sean Ross Sapp once again for doing literally the bare minimum. <laughs> the bare minimum. And that is reaching out to him himself and getting the truth. Got a, got a quote from Seth. Got a quote from several sources. Okay. This is journalism. This is what's important here. You can have unnamed sources. That's fine. But here's the thing that, that makes it more, more clear. You have Rollins being one of the sources that you can name. You have a, it's kind a primary of, source, by the it's way. It's a primary source. <laughs> someone who works there. You have someone who said the meeting did happen, which means that, okay, some of that was right. And then you have several sources that said Seth Rollins never said a thing. That's how you do it. It's literally the bare minimum meals. We can't even get that far in wrestling journalism. You would never make it on a complex or whatever. <laughs> right. if you, you would never make it in Time Magazine with this type of you, reporting. Yeah, you would never make it in any sort of reputable publication at this point. And I mean, you have people sort of run away with it. I mean, you have Forbes.com kind of running away. You have the Daily Mail. You have all these sort of situations and all these things kind of running away with it. Because honestly, the story is salacious. I mean, you come up with this narrative that WWE was held by Saudi Arabian princes and weren't able to pay a show and all this other stuff at least for clicks, it's a, it's a reputable thing. And the people are going to click on it. People are going to be interested in it. And people want to actually, this is the season. This is the period where do, people want to find a reason to dislike WWE. There's an alternative that people are completely involved in. And they're not watching. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. But but there's an alternative that people are tuned into and they want sort of that to continue to build this narrative. And I'm not saying that AEW has anything to do with it, but it's kind of like, it's, it's something I said last week of people kind of taking advantage of the, of the sort of uh, knee jerk reactions and sort of the, um, the rabid fandom of the fans and knowing that they'll believe anything if it's in opposition to what the, the, the main, you know, WWE. And I, I stress, I can't stress it more further enough for people to actually use your own brain for once, kind of put the, put together the pieces yourself, kind of stop and think and it's like, hmm, maybe I should wait for a second source. Bro, they, they talking like WWE is like Skynet or some shit. Like they can literally just plant these stories and, and spend it. Like, come on, like, come on. Come on now. You got Chris Jericho posing with Donald Trump Jr. Need I say more? Let's, let's move on from this. Um, some positive news. Uh, WWE announced the signing of a lot of new female talent today for, for the Performance Center. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux 
who used to be an impact Indy Hartwell and uh, a really awesome uh, indie wrestler and Shotzi Blackheart, who we saw in the Evolve show earlier this year were signed uh, to the PC and they started this week. So shout out to them. Shout out to them. I mean, you get new talent, quite honestly, the, 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 the NXT women's, and I'm glad that we finally get, you know, this, this, the storylines that happened over the last week have given us an opportunity to maybe talk a little about NXT and maybe just not, you know. Yeah, I've, turn up. I've been, <laughs> I've been itching a little bit. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure MJ and Cyrus will be able to talk about the, you know, Raw and SmackDown as well on their show and how everything is going on there. But just talking a little bit about NXT, like their women's division is getting really good. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. And these sort of things, I could see Shotzi debuting even as just after War Games. Mm-hmm. Because, that would be great. She's yeah. ready. She's ready she's, to go. She's ready. She's got the fan support. She looks great. She's original. She looks. She looks the part. She can play the part. All the sort of things like that. Like I'm, I'm, we're ready for her to go. So you know what? These three signings are tremendous. They also signed another referee. Shout out to him. Uh, you know, always support people. Uh, getting you know. Getting their just due. Um, but yeah, it, it, there are three great signings, and there are three signings that, you know, we should look out for, especially with the brewing women's division that we have in NXT. Um, I think you, you want to get into the shows now, or do you want to get into uh, what we asked on Twitter? Let's get into the shows. Let's offer it as a prelude, and then we'll end off on what happens on Twitter, because I think there's a lot of fantasy matchups that can happen via um, what was on the show this week. But I think, yeah, just starting off, I mean, in amidst all this sort of news, all the crown jewel turmoil and all the other stuff like that, we got news that them SmackDown talents ain't showing up for SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, lost in all of the, the news of them being stuck <clears throat> and being in no danger whatsoever uh, was the fact that they, they tried to make it, but they couldn't make it. The only person that did make it. Uh, was Brock Lesnar, who had been there the day before. So and Brock, I assume he did not want to show up for that show. <laughs> well, did he? Was he supposed? Well, we don't know. He if wasn't. He was, I, I heard he wasn't. I mean, these are from you know sources as well, is that he initially wasn't supposed to show up for the show. Okay. Um, he showed up because, I mean, pretty much they, they, they said that he was going to do that sort of a uh, – the sources said that he was going to do what he did on SmackDown, but he was going to do it on WWE backstage. Oh, okay. um, However, oh, they, that night, that night. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we move over to SmackDown and Brock Lesnar showing up, and then you know, they announced that a lot of the SmackDown talents aren't going to show up, but there is a special surprise, and special talents will be available for this show. Um, sort of, and I think it's great because you know what WWE is possibly at its most entertaining when it's unpredictable, and at its most entertaining when there is a some sort of disaster um, impeding the normal course of action. Back um, against the wall. Yeah. Back against the wall. I mean, remember the snowstorm and then it ended up being one of the highest rate of Raws, which was just three hours of people sitting down in a Raw Rumble. And, and, <laughs> and Rumble uh, it wasn't JBL outside or some shit. <laughs> yeah, in the snow. Oh, my God. Uh, um, and actually, uh, Brock was on that show, too. It was the Brock and Roman uh, interview. That it was the Brock really and Roman liked. thing. We, we had us at TLC a little bit later. We finally got AJ Styles versus the Demon Finn Balor. And we got yeah. a lot of other cool stuff like that. So when WWE's up against the wall, some of the best content comes up and Friday night Smackdown was one of the best that we've seen thus far. Yeah. I mean, what we got was uh, essentially the NXT uh, <clears throat> invasion where we had uh, Adam Cole, Rhea Ripley, uh, 
Tegan Knox. I'm sorry, I always get her name. I always, I'm always about to say Tessa when I say Tegan. Uh, you had Limitless Bros of Matt Riddle and, and Keith Lee. You had Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan in the main event. I think it was just a really lean, mean hour of television that you could tell they completely made up the moment that they got, you know, moment moments before the show started because that's literally what we heard. Like Adam Cole was on a was wasn't on the plane at five o'clock. They said he got on the plane and and you know was barely barely got there. Yeah, they said that they all barely got there. I mean, it was interesting enough when the Crown Jewel, I think probably the biggest thing from Crown Jewel came was that Survivor Series promo where they said Raw, SmackDown, and NXT will be represented. And it was like, whoa, NXT and WWE, like this is this is kind of the third brand stuff that we're talking about. Like yeah. not treating them like still the third, but yet developmental brand. Like now they're in the mix and they're their own brand as well. So for them to show up on the show, I mean, the first, the first look that we got from this was during the women's championship match between Bailey and Nikki Cross and Shayna Baszler comes out and kind of completely lays out, you know, both, you know, Bailey and Nikki and kind of makes her mark. And it was the first kind of shot thrown in this NXT invasion. Um, just a great moment overall. I think the entire show, I think everything moving forward is just great. Um, yeah, it, it is. And, and I, I thought the show was great. Um, I, I was really into SmackDown. I was less so into what they did with the quote unquote invasion on raw. I thought it was very aimless there. Like here on SmackDown, it was like, it was purposeful. It was like, these people are coming in when there's no one there. Right. And, and Triple H is here and he just happens to be there because, of course, he stayed because he has to be with NXT. My feeling on NXT being the heel roster and someone did, did kind of smart me up to it on Twitter. I forgot your I forgot your ad. I'm sorry. But he was like, well, you know, like the invading faction is always going to be seen as the heels or at least the, the heels. They'll be the faces on their show, but the heels on other shows. And I was like, you're right. But you're also positioning Triple H to be the heel on these two shows, even though I like him to being positioned on NXT here. How do you yeah. feel about it, Mills? You know, I like him being positioned with NXT. A lot of people have been critical of like, yo, why does the Adam Cole sort of talk? I think, honestly, when you look at the history of SmackDown, you look at history of Raw, and you look at the star power that Triple H is, I think Triple H is a f- perfect conduit to kind of get these NXT stars like over and at least make you feel like they're actually important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they came out by themselves, it would have been cool, but they would have kind of been seen like a ragtag bunch with Triple H is kind of like a premeditated assault. It's very cerebral, it was, if I may say so myself. But um, I think, you know, the inclusion of Triple H in this entire thing has been really, really good. Um, just the way incorporated. But I do agree with you generally. I think the SmackDown invasion and it may just because it was fresher, maybe because it was just like, we're all sitting on our, you know, on the edge of our seats, wondering what's happened to the show. You get Tommaso Ciampa comes out and he goes up against the Miz. You get Tegan Knox and Ray Ripley be fire and desire and Bianca mm-hmm. Belair beating the mess out of Dana Brooke. Um, she, why was she hitting Dana so hard? bro? Because, I was like, damn. because, because. Oh, damn. Okay. Because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel you. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Um, and then, of course, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. Something you'd never... We, we would never... We've never seen it. Never happened. Ne- it's never happened in history, and we thought we'd never actually see it. But it was a good match. In terms of Raw, I just think the... Uh, I guess 
the way it was all positioned. It's a longer show. It's a longer it's a show. Longer show. It took very long. I was kind of tired by the end of the show. I'm not even gonna lie with you. Raw was kind of overall not as great as a as a SmackDown. Yeah, and then as it could be. I thought there was a few bright spots, but overall, it wasn't really. And even before we continue here, SmackDown popped a 2.5 with just NXT talent on it. Yeah, 2.5 million. That's true. Listen, it's big crazy. draws, big draws. Um, and, and, you know, Daniel Bryan was on there, too, and Brock Lesnar was on there, too. But the overall, the NXT talent lift, did a lot of the heavy lifting on that SmackDown show. Yeah, you're working. Um, but on terms of the Raw show... Um, I think my problem with Raw was that there shouldn't have been any NXT talent shown until the end. We, we should have been guessing if they mm-hmm. were going to be on the show, we should have been like, will they show up? Will they not? I almost feel like they WWE should be playing with our expectations. You yeah. know, like, like I feel like, I feel like, you know, if they show up in full sale on NXT, cool. That's a, that's a cool look. But I also feel like they shouldn't have anyone from the main roster show up until the week before survivor series. And that's when they make their move. I think, you know, I just think as in general, in terms of just, it's, it's kind of like the normal invasions as we've always seen, you know what I'm saying? And not that it's not cool that NXT is invading the Monday Night Raw or the roster in general, but it's legitimately something that we've seen before. And I'm looking for, at least in this sort of situation, if they went to SmackDown and they kind of took over and they kind of, you know, took advantage of them while they're at their regus, I think with a fully thing, fully, you know, fully equipped Monday Night Raw, they should have gone in and gone for the kill, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, if they, I was expecting, or at least what how I would have done this is just pure mayhem and brutality, similar to like a Nexus thing or something like that. Let's have NXT leave their mark. Like we're not the third guys. We're the, you know, we're just right up there with you. And even with a full power, they, they could be like, yo, we heard all the talk of, you know, you got SmackDown while it was down, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now Raw is at full power and we still whooping their ass. So what? So what do you have to say for us now? And I think that's how it should have been at least approached instead of just like, oh, it's at 11.56. Let's, you know, let's run all these people out at the same time. For a brawl. Uh, yeah, we'll like, for for start a brawl there was with, no, there with was, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. And, yeah, like th- there was no thinking on, on Raw to me as to like what they were doing with these guys. Like they kept them in a car all, all episode or, or so we, we think. But it was, you know, I just felt like it was the, the the creative behind it just wasn't well thought out. And, of course, it's Raw. There are a lot of moving parts. They did have all their roster on Monday. So I do give them that benefit of the doubt. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it seems to me right now that they're positioning Shayna, Adam Cole, uh, and at least to a, to a certain extent, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle as uh, as the, the top talents on the brand that are going to be in well, Riddle and, and Lee don't have matches yet, but Cole and, and, and actually Cole doesn't either, but Shayna Baszler does have a match and the Undisputed Era do have a match as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So it's, so it's going to be Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch versus Bayley for uh, for the women's three-on-three, and it's going to be a tag team triple threat with the Revival or what could be the New Day, depending on what happens on Friday, versus the Undisputed Era versus the Viking Raiders and a tag team triple threat, which should be absolutely bonkers. It should be crazy. And you know what? I thought the one thing, I mean, there were several bright spots through this entire thing. First of all, I thought that that Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch interview segment was some of the best things that they've ever done. A hundred percent. I'm really fucking with, I'm sorry, I, I even cussed there, but I'm fucking with Becky's swagger. Oh, yeah. 
Not shook, not shook, <laughs> not shook at all. Yeah. Not, she's been actually waiting for this moment. She's been like, listen, I beat your friend. I beat your friend up. We haven't seen your friend since, by the way. And I've been waiting for you to come down so I could come and crack that, you know, thing too. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> and Shayna Baszler is essentially like, listen, I am not Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Which is a big line. I thought that was a, I thought that was great to establish. Like, listen, you may think that because we're four horsewomen, et cetera, et cetera, I am not Ronda Rousey. I will choke you out and you will never see it coming, just like I've done everybody else. I mean, it's the confidence and the arrogance that she's kind of owed from the last like what two years, two years. <laughs> of choking people out. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so I thought that was tremendous. I think it's also she's coming, she's colliding with Becky Lynch, who's also on this tear as well, and has also been aiming and, and claiming the entire roster. And then there's also Becky, who's kind of like the wild card, the third factor, the people that you know probably everyone forgets. And quite honestly, if I had to pick one, probably gonna end up winning the match. <laughs> It's probably gonna be Bailey. <laughs> it's probably gonna be Bailey. Yeah. Because just no one expects it. But it's you know what? I think it's just these three parties and you know, I thought the if they just gone Raw versus SmackDown, I think I, I thought the the Becky versus Bailey thing would have been really, really good anyway. But them adding Shayna Baszler to the mix is just you know it, it it's just it takes it to another world. Um, yeah, they they um, also announced Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio, who I thought had the best segment of uh, of the night on Raw. Um, I think this match is going to be really good. You know, it's weird because in any other sort of situation, um, I guess if Cain Velasquez wasn't hurt, um, it would have been the other way around, and we would have seen Brock Lesnar manhandle <laughs> Rey Mysterio in Saudi yeah, yeah. Arabia, which then leads to the Survivor Series match with Kane. But because of it's the other way around. This match has been incredibly anticipated. Um, it, sh- it should have been this from the jump, honestly. Yeah. I, I think so as well. Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. Um, Rey Mysterio, Brock Lesnar came out. He's He quit SmackDown, by the way. Didn't know yeah. he could do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but he, Heyman, Heyman kind of explains it with the draft picks and the fact that they can't fire him. So I, I guess I they kind of— I love that Heyman trying to explain his own writing on yeah. <laughs> Just wrote in his own explanation. He's like, no, I'm going to explain it. He's like, you're going to let us know? No, I'm just going to explain it. Um, but he does that and said that, listen, Brock Lesnar's raw now, which to me, I'm not particularly a fan of. Um, just based on we just had a we just had a draft. We just had a draft and he was just on raw and we were delighted to not have him no longer on raw. <laughs> yeah. And he's back. And but... first of all, you had a draft. <laughs> Let's make that clear. <laughs> he just had a draft and he drafted him to Raw. And that's supposed to be sort of fixed. And yes, Brock Lesnar is a special type of person. But also, SmackDown just lost a major, major, <laughs> major factor on this show. Well, they got The um, Fiend. Mm, I stand by what I said. A major, major factor <laughs> of their show. Wait, are, are, you, are, you un, are you uneasy about The Fiend's viability as far as like ratings and being an attraction goes later, like, yeah. like long term? I, I, yes, 100%. I don't okay. think he's a rating grabber. I don't think he's a – I think the – I'll be honest with you. By the, I guarantee you by the time we hit before 2020, the shtick is going to get old and people are going to start not being as receptive to it as they think. Oh, they're going to um, turn on it. I, let me let me tell you, and this is what they're going to always do. Because if you looked at it every single time this year, WWE did very little different with Co- with Kofi, with Seth, with Becky. 
they're going to do very little different with 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 Bray, and people are going to turn on it before the ball drops. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think people are going to turn on it because it's going to end up being a lot of. Sh- now, granted, I think Bruce Pritchard can have some great ideas as well, but at the same time, it's like. To be champion, you got to produce in the ring. To be champion, you have to give these matches and you got to be active and something like that as well. And people aren't, I don't think people are going to stand for it. But the SmackDown roster is incredibly depleted. They doesn't even seem to be a challenger in sight. Um, yeah, which means, there, which means he's going to hold that belt for a while. <laughs> yeah, and if there is one that looks like who, it's probably going to end up being Roman eventually. It's um, my just, problem with it. Like, how in the hell. Well, well, Kevin Owens is on Raw, right? Raw. He's on Raw. Okay, He's on so Raw. well, I mean, that's that's my issue with with him having the belt is is like that's you know number one he doesn't have like, and I think you can agree with me here. All these matches are still Bray matches. Like Seth, I don't give a fuck about the the narrative here. Seth is a above average. He he's not he's more than serviceable. I think Seth is a really good wrestler. Yes. Great at times. That goes without saying yes, yes. And, and if he couldn't get two good matches out of Bray Wyatt, it is not on him. It is on Bray Wyatt. I did yeah. not like that main event. That main event was terrible. And I said it I was as I was watching, I was like, I'm watching a Bray Wyatt match, except he's, he's no-selling a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was my major sort of hang-up about the first match, right? Like, it was just... In terms of this, it's this very one-sided match, and you kind of take out the element of uh, of comeback, of a surprise, of a story, of all these other things, especially if you kind of overpowered him. Now we kind of have to reel back, and now you're going to weaken your own champion by having to do that. I think it's a lose-lose situation nonetheless. I think it should have been just another—I don't know what you do with Bray Wyatt, to be honest with you. I mean— I think they're going to try to recreate the aura of the Undertaker, but audiences are completely different from the hokey shit of the eighties. Yeah. Um, like audiences aren't really here for the gimmicky stuff and kind of see through it, to be honest with you. I'm don't get me wrong, there's some stuff that's cool. Um, but also you have a guy like Aleister Black who's just cool on his own. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's cool yeah. and he has great matches. <laughs> like he has a you know cool ass entrance and he you know kicks the shit out of people. Like, so, why, why not give us no selling Aleister Black? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think honestly, I think that would stink as well. I mean, I think quite the magic behind it is that he does sell and he's an actual capable wrestler, and you know he's going to give you a great match. Um, I don't think you can say the same for Bray Wyatt. And it's not that Bray Wyatt isn't capable. I mean, he has yet to be proved that he's capable (laughs) of having a great match. I think even with this gimmick, he's much more handicapped. And I think you take away a lot of what audience expect from these sort of people. Um, But, you know, this entire thing, we'll see what happens. I mean, backstage comes up in like 15 minutes or so. We'll we'll Um, see. As as it happens, uh, we'll we'll let you guys know as it happens. Um, I I thought one more great thing from Raw. I mean, beyond the Rey Mysterio thing, the Rey Mysterio thing was great. Him being in with the bat, fantastic. Yeah, it was good. It was was good. The Seth Rollins sort of program. Uh, Uh, Yeah, the Seth Rollins program. I, I did want to talk about that as well. Um, He'll turn? You think he's going to... I think they're going to do a bait and switch and they're going to make us think it's Seth, but it's going to be Brian because you have two characters on two shows that went at Triple H directly. Mm-hmm. Brian being one, Seth being the other. I think there might be a bait and switch in play, but I could be also wrong. Do you feel like you'll, it's going to end up being a Raw and SmackDown versus NXT or a Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT? Because it's a, I mean, thus far, all the matches that have been booked have been, you know, besides the championship, you know, WWE championship match have been Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Yeah. 
Um, do you feel like that's a part, a possibility? Like now, maybe not a five on five on five because that would be insane. Um, it can't. Well, it can't be because of war games. Well, yes. I mean, can it? I mean, at this point, they're having this pay per view anyway. <laughs> they're being very, well. I think they're being very careful as far as what they do. I think in war games, I think you're, the best option is this: you leave the people that have other matches to be the ones in the cage. Like, if Adam's in it, he's obviously going to be in the cage, mm-hmm. uh, and Shayna for sure is going to be in the cage, right? Right. So, yes. uh, I think you leave those people in the cage, but unless I think, she's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unless she's not. Well, you know, it's interesting, but you know, we we said it a couple of days ago, like you know, this is the first time NXT ever had to actually pull like a schedule. Yeah. So like they they pull in a big boy schedule that weekend. So it's like as, as much as I'm like, damn, that's that's crazy. They're probably they, gonna be on Raw. They're probably gonna be on SmackDown. Yeah. They're probably gonna show up to the following day, and they're probably gonna be at um, you know, they're well, they're definitely gonna be at NXT Takeover, and then they will be at Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is really like, again, like they're going to have to pull a real schedule in it and it's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, I did like the, the, the Seth Triple H stuff. I just wish it didn't end up with Seth having to face Adam. I just think that that was a pointless match to give away on TV on Monday. I think, you know, Triple H is at his most Triple H when he's having these sort of promos and when he's kind of being like, listen, uh, he wants to take a person under his wing, but he's using their own past against them. I think that's, I mean, you talk about the story of Assassin, that's just part of it as well. But I also think it's a great sort of avenue to sort of reheat Seth up, right? Like he's gotten... He needs rehab. <laughs> yeah, he's been the ire of fans, especially considering he's lost the title. People don't know what to do with him, et cetera, et cetera. You give him this opportunity and you put him in this spot where he's the focal point on the show. And now it's kind of like, will Seth or will, won't Seth? And if he does... Um, and turns heel, people are going to love it anyway. And if he manages to be the big hero saving everybody, um, if they manage to pit, you know, the WWE, the Raw, the Raw guys in enough peril, and he comes out and he saves the day, he's the hero. And he's the, he's the you know, the hero that Raw kind of needed. So I think this is a great way to sort of rehab the character of Seth Rollins because over the last two months, he's been taking a lot of crap from the fans. Um, he's been answering a lot of crap on Twitter. Um, and <laughs> shout out to him for shout out to him for taking taking it to to Meltzer though. Yeah, he's no, there. I agree. I agree. At some point, you got to come under you know scrutiny for this, especially when you do that kind of reporting, and it's kind of like that senseless reporting, and now it has ramifications on the superstar itself, who has done nothing. Um, who did nothing, done nothing, and now you're getting a lot of like tweets and and all these other IG stories about like you need to sit your ass down and you know. Blah, blah. So it's yeah. like it's senseless things that have real life consequences to people. So um, yeah, it's just it is what it is. So we Mills, you 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 let out a, a tweet earlier this morning. Uh, where you basically said fantasy book one raw or and or SmackDown versus NXT match that you'd like to see a survivor series. And we'll talk about it on the A show. We have the results. I mean, there's more than results. There's, <laughs> there's a sea of uh, submissions. I'm glad, first of all, that people um, submitted their things because I just wanted to see where everyone's head was at. Um and then also, you know, these are some interesting matches that we could potentially see. How about this? We take a look at it. We see the likeliness that it's happened and mm-hmm. also the likeliness that we want to see it happen. <laughs> no, let, let's see, like, the likeliness of it happening. And then we let, let's let see who we think would win. 
Right. Okay. All right. So this you know Survivor Series, there's no, there's no stakes here. So. Right. Right. So um, let's start off with John. Um, shout out to at JFH2C on Twitter. Uh, My, big fan of the show. Sh- shout out to John. I'm really sorry I missed you at SmackDown uh, when you came to LA a couple of weeks ago. But um, we're gonna link up. Um, he says Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. A lot going on there. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know if that would ever happen considering the relationship between Kevin Owens and Adam Cole, but I think right. they could play on that. I mean, I think that's if you think if we're talking about a traitor, Kevin Owens, right? No, no, no. Do you think they're going to flip him like the big show again? <laughs> yes, <laughs> because that's a sick, right? Tag team matches. He can't hold down tag team partners. Um, um, well, for one, Adam's got the, the title, but, you know. I think it could happen just as a, like an indie indie stars unite type match. It could, it could be indie man indie man. Indie that's what I think. That's collide. what we call it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Mark would call it. He'd say he'd feeling a little ROH ish. He feeling a little, a little, uh, little PWG ish. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I think it'd be a great match. I, I think it'd be a really good match. And I think to to keep him hot, I think you'd have Kevin Owens uh, pin Daniel Bryan because I think they want to protect Adam Cole at, at any cost here. Right. Um, let's see this. We got one from and I'm going in random order. So, you know, we're going to get to every hopefully we get to everybody. There is a lot of submissions on itself. Um, we got one from Ty G 77 Tyrone. He says Walter versus Roman Reigns. Mm. That's Mm-mm. a big boy match. Mm-mm-mm. That's a tough match to book. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, because they protect the shit out of Walter. This is true. He hasn't lost yet. And I don't think you want to give away that undefeated streak at a at Survivor Series. No, I think Walter would end up winning. Yeah. With Imperium on his side and all this other stuff like that. Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns. I think the match would be fantastic nonetheless. Um, I think it would put Roman Reigns in a different sort of situation than he's normally in. Maybe it's a little bit of a Brock, but it's a little bit more of a athletic Brock. Not like athletic Brock. Brock is super athletic itself. But someone who's going to work, work, work. Like you're going to be hit with a lot of different types of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that could kind of be it. I think Walter um, will win by DQ. I, yeah, I think we'll either. Yeah, somebody's winning by DQ. Yeah. Or maybe, Roman. you know, I think Roman Reigns would lose. Yeah, he'd lose. Well, you know, yeah, you want defended him. I think he wouldn't have an issue with it either. Yeah, I think so too. Um, we have one from Mania Curiosity. Um, he says Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole. I mean, this would be the one that makes sense, right? Yeah, Considering... it makes the most sense. I think it could actually happen, happen for real. I think yeah, um, I agree. The, the way they're positioning Cole, I think even if he's coming up a war games match, you could hide him by putting him out on, you know, putting him out on a table or something like that. And then just have Seth and Brian go at it. And that'd be great. Um, mm. There's definitely an opportunity here. storyline wise for one of these guys to turn. I think that would be like the story, right? Like which one of these guys is going to flip and go to NXT, right? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, damn. I'd say Brian, that's a cool Brian turns and uh Brian turns and he pins Seth. Yeah, that's a cold win. I think uh Daniel Bryan has no issue obviously <laughs> putting people over and yeah, I don't think Seth Rollins will have an issue either. Um let's see what we got here. We also have 
Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. And this was submitted by Busby himself. Oh, wow. Turn up. Banks versus Bianca. Um, I mean, we got a lot of we got a lot of submissions of actually Bianca. We got Bianca versus Charlotte, which was uh, given by Nick Simon TDS. We got a. Uh, let's see. I think there's another one with Bianca here, but other. I mean, the people want to see Bianca. I mean, quite honestly, I want to see Bianca too. I don't really want her on NXT anymore, but you know. Um. Banks Bianca will Banks be cleared? <laughs> <laughs> Banks has been taking a lot of pinfalls, bro. For her to lose, I think Bianca loses here, but I think they get the respect handshake. I, I think Sasha will win here. Yeah, I think so too. There's a lot of sass in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, and by the way, uh, for the Charlotte Bianca Belair, I think that's a dream match that happens eventually in the future. And I think all parties want that match. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have one from. Let's go. Okay, rappers are actors. Our friend Chris, Chris Mack. He says Kyle O'Reilly versus Daniel Bryan. Damn, that could happen on SmackDown, honestly. <laughs> I have been at an Evolve show, Evolve New York. Or something. <laughs> uh, I, I think you. I think we haven't seen Kyle in, a, in like a singles capacity with a high level opponent like that in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brian. I think Brian wins, but I think they they put on one of the best damn matches on that card for sure. I agree. Um, this one comes from Vandal Savage underscore. It says Pete Dunn versus Cesaro. Wow. <laughs> I think that's a, I mean, I don't know if you put on a, that's a takeover <clears throat> match. And it's also maybe a kickoff show match. I don't know if it ends up on the main card, but I think it's going five stars. on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a match of the year. Potential right there. <laughs> like, uh, hell, hell yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. I don't even care who, I don't even care who like, wins that match i think we all win that right match. i agree I we agree. all win that's my that's my decision we all win um we got one from christopher brown it says not that chris underscore b and he says the mid-card title triple threat match now this one could actually happen um i think it will too. roderick strong versus shinsuke nakamura versus aj styles well aj and nakamura have history that's yes I mean, it's not as far as WWE goes, it's not like the the most chartered checkered history that they've ever had. But I think the right. inclusion, of, I think the inclusion of Roger Strong makes this a different match. Um, I, I think they give it to Roddy here. I think you have Roddy pin AJ and then kind of set up more seeds for the the undisputed era OC feud when they eventually get on the main roster. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's a strong triple threat match on the last. I don't know how many triple threat matches we're gonna have on this card. But if you do I have hope one, they stop. I hope they stop yeah. with the triple threat matches. Yeah, because yes, I agree. Um, that's a good match on paper, man. That's a that's a great. I think all of them putting in a lot of work on that, and all three are major veterans. And I don't know how many times Roderick Strong has actually faced AJ Styles, um, if any. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, let's see. We have one from. Hmm. Let's go up. Um, we got a couple of these, and we got these from Stone Coast, and I think we also got this from um, Oh Jay Smith Williams. They said Daniel Bryan versus Johnny Gargano. A lot of lot of Daniel Bryan love here. It's not people lost. People want to see Daniel. Yeah, the people want to see Daniel. Um, you said Daniel Bryan versus who now? Uh, Gargano. Jar- Johnny Gargano. 
I don't think there are enough minutes on the show for them to have a match. <laughs> they need about 40 minutes, 85 kickouts. I'm sure Vince is in the truck. Like, don't worry about all that 40 minute bullshit you're doing on TakeOver. You get, you get 15 and you're out. <laughs> you had 17, including entrances. Um Johnny, you better you better fucking skip walk. It's <laughs> just way too much. Oh my um, god. I, I love all the Daniel Bryan love here. Um, I, I I think that uh, you know on paper this is a great face versus face match. I I think Bryan will win this match, however, because Johnny you know between two between the two of them and the amount of pinfalls they take, Johnny definitely takes more, so he'd lose. Right, one hundred percent. We have one submitted by Chris Novak, friend of the show. He says Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss Cross Applesauce. That's a hilarious name. <laughs> versus Team Kick. Um, it looks like Bliss Cross Applesauce isn't going to be a team uh, yeah. for quite some time because Alexa Bliss has been sidelined once again, shoulder injury this time. Um, it's unfortunate for her, all these string of injuries that seem to be kind of stop starting her runs. Um, but It sucks, you know, man. It really, it really does suck. It really does suck. A, it would be a good match. I'd say it'd be a good match. I think these are all three favorites of mine. Um Kabuki Warriors, especially. But I think they're a championship match is coming their way and they won't be champions for yeah, give it to give it to Team Kick. No, I I think that match with Asuka and 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 uh Kyrie versus Charlotte and Natty, someone's gotta lose to set up that match. I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that I don't think they're gonna lose the titles very soon. I think Charlotte and Natalia are going to lose or are going to win those titles in the next couple weeks. I'm sure of it. I'm we'll sure see. of it. I, I always say this and I get disappointed every time. And I'm like, well, you know what? It's Charlotte. So that's going to be my excuse when it happens. This is true. Yeah, that's it at the same time. um, Let's see. We haven't got much tag team action, but we got this from Soho Sultry, who says Mustache Mountain versus Street Profits versus The New Day. Um, Man, how that's, weird. Yeah, that's a lot of swag in that match. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of fits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of funny fits. Let's see if I have. I think I have a couple quoted too, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Um, once again, I mean, yeah, we got still more Roman Reigns versus Walter and Daniel Bryan versus Johnny Gargano. We got Velveteen versus The Miz. Velveteen's mm. still out. Not sure if we'll be able to come back. Um, not yeah, he's sure out if, right now. Yeah, not sure if The Miz will be able to have that match himself. Um, I don't know what they're doing with the Miz. He's just kind of talking, right? Um, Who's the Miz? Wow, how dare you? Um, let's see. There was there was a couple more. Just one more that was quoted. I'm trying to find the one. Um, whew. you know what? Let's do. Wow, you're a good one. We've kind of, but we. I think we've okay. So they've got a. Uh, They've got Aleister Black versus Nakamura versus Dream. That's submitted by at Douglas Christ. Um, listen, anything with Aleister Black to me is yeah, a win. It's a go. We, I, and, I and, it. and especially with the Dream. Um, Roman Reigns versus Damian Priest. That's a new one. That might be hard. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> That's too. That was submitted by um, Moody Bay. <laughs> Dean Lego. Shout out to uh, Moody Bay. I, he's, a, he's a fan of the show, I believe. Yes. Uh, yo, turn that up. Turn I want to see that. I think Roman wins here, 
But, you know, Damian Priest showed me some things a couple weeks on NXT TV. And, you know, I'm, I'm in. I'm on. I'm on. All right. No, no Keith Lee love. No, no, there's plenty of Keith Lee. There's Keith Lee. But it's all in various like. So there's a there's Keith Lee versus Keith Lee and um, Dominic Dijakovic versus Cesaro and Sheamus versus Rowan and Harper. And I think this is more in the fantasy lines. I'm not sure how actual factual this would actually be, but I think that would be a hard hitting match. Yeah, we, um, we've already they've in already a hoss started. fight, as according to at Willie Style sixty two. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's, we're fantasy booking here, and it's clear that even on NXT TV, they've been like, yeah, well, you know, we, you know, they he doesn't trust uh, Dijakovic to be a partner, but if they did team up, and I really want them to, this would be a banger on paper. I think they, I think they should win also. Right, and I think I'll go with the last one. This is from King John Doe. He says, Ciampa versus Roman in an unsanctioned street fight. All right, we don't got to do the unsanctioned part. We don't got to uh, do this in AEW, baby. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think Ciampa is perfectly able to do regular matches. In a sanctioned sort of thing. Yeah, perfectly fine to do that. Uh, damn, that would be, that would really, that would be a great match too. That'd, That'd be, be a great really program. <laughs> be yeah, a great it, program it really would. It really would. It'd be a great program in itself. Uh, uh, question: As while we're here, uh, yeah. your thoughts on uh, said um, recently announced? This is AEW talk, so don't mind if it the the Jericho Cody sixty minute draw, three judges, whipsy doodle damn in. What are your thoughts on that? Um. Or don't do you expect don't those minutes? <laughs> well, well, I was just about to say, don't tease it if you're not going to do it. Don't mm-hmm. don't. What, what's the outcast song? Bombs over Baghdad. Don't don't pull the thing out unless you're ready to bang. There you go. Don't don't do it. Don't say it unless you're going to do it. And if you, if I swear, I swear on everything I love. If they go sixty, <laughs> keep keep that energy. <laughs> oh my god, a sixty minute Chris Jericho match in 2019. 60-minute Cody match. Oh, my God. Um, nonetheless, you turn guys... Turn that down. Turn yeah, all of that down. Turn all of that down. But you guys submitted some great stuff. Um, thank you guys um, for joining us. And thank you guys for submitting at this point. Yeah. It's a, that's a lot of matches. And as we see the Survivor Series card pulls up, and we still... As we announced, we've got Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio WWE Championship match. We've got the triple threat match between Becky Lynch, Raw Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler, NXT Women's Cha- Women's Champion, and Bailey SmackDown Women's Champion. We've got the tag team triple threat match between um, currently the champions on SmackDown, the Revival versus the Raw tag team champions, um, the Viking Warriors, um, and the SmackDown. I mean NXT tag team champions. Um, Undisputed era, so you know I think the card is shaping out to be fine. To be honest, yeah, with you. I just just cut down on the triple threats. Put Adam Cole in a in like a really good solid one on one match. I mean, he's looked he's looked excellent. I, I think this whole week, and um, I, I think you know, in, in the end, I think if my if I had the power rankings for the week, I'd put him up there with the fiend. You know, like as far as having a great week in in, in the E, but uh, so shaping up to be a good card, and we'll have more talk about it next week on the A Show. Um, yeah. As always, thank you guys for listening and for sending in your thoughts on what matches that you want to see done on Survivor Series uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live for all the latest and greatest of uh, in RNC. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Mills? Um, 
I want to say, um, did I have anything to plug? Oh, new playlist, RNC Radio Live, R&B and RNC. You can always mm-hmm. look out for that. Um, once again, I think Mark hinted on it on the RSPN episode. We've got a lot of nice end of the year stuff coming. If you follow us on Twitter, stay followed. If you haven't followed us yet, you're going to want to follow Um to be in tune with all the stuff going on, so make sure you follow that. And we got a lot of things coming. Trust me, um, we got a lot of stuff. We got a new Mount Silver that drops next week, right before the release of Sword and Shield. Now, got- Mills, are we going to be playing this together? Like, are we actually gonna we're gonna interact in this game? Or are you gonna big time me? What do you mean? We're gonna, we're gonna play Pokemon together finally. Yes, of course. I'm playing okay. the game. I have the Switch now. We're, right. we're playing the game. We're playing the game. Trust me. Um, we have that. What else do we have? We have a debut podcast coming really soon. We have um, so much more. Perfect Play was, um, I think it was coming back this week. I think Perfect Play, new episode this week. Yeah. Yes. Yes. New Perfect Play this week and a ton of other podcasts. Just subscribe. RNC Radio Live on Twitter. There's not much to it, but to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And uh, as always, for meals, I am Justin. Thank you guys for listening to the A Show. We'll see you guys next week. Happy Rusev Day.